Time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning. And boy, oh boy, it's hard to believe and think back to when we thought this NDP leadership race was so boring because it is certainly anything but. Good morning, Vaughn. Yes, it's reading, uh, reaching a heated point, uh, Simi, and good morning to you as well. As, I, as you say, this thing looked like a dull coronation way back in July. Instead, there's a real rumble going on here. And the challenger... Anjali Apadurai is not proving to be a pushover. In fact, she's pushing back at the party establishment very sharply. Yeah, she was on with Mike Smith yesterday, and she had some very interesting things to say. Yeah, she did. Um, she interviewed, uh, did interview with NW yesterday. Talked to Katie DeRosa at the Sun. Talked to BC Today. Same message in all of it. She's first of all, no wrongdoing by her campaign. Yes. Her campaign has been successful in attracting people who support other political parties to join the NDP. She thinks the party should be celebrating that. She accuses the party establishment of acting out of fear, of being afraid of the party's own grassroots, and she's staying in the race. She's not backing down on any of this. Uh, she's Well, the tone of what she's saying, Simi, uh, to some degree, She's daring them to do something about her upstart campaign. Interesting. She had some interesting things to say there. Um, You know, she talks about that she's 100% behind NDP policy, but that really hasn't been the impression, I would say, that she's probably given a lot of long-time NDPers. I think that's true. In fact, she said in one interview uh, that the party has been a failure. Uh, The party in power has been a failure. But the distinction she's making is this. She's a federal New Democrat, so that means she's also a member of the provincial party because it's one party. She ran for the federal party last year and almost ran, uh, almost won in Vancouver. So she knows the party well from her perspective. And she said she's very familiar with NDP policy, the policies adopted by the party at conventions. Her accusation is that the government hasn't lived up to those policies. So when she says the NDP's a failure, she means that the NDP government, led by the party establishment, has failed to live up to NDP party promises. And that's on everything from protecting old growth to fighting climate change with sufficient vigor and so on. It's um, it's a distinction that you're right, Simi. Not a lot of New Democrats may in the, in the party establishment may not get, but it does tell you a bit about where she's coming from. She's she's challenging the party f- leadership current for not living up to what New Democrats themselves have said over the years about what they would do in government. Yeah, so interesting, a lot of these comments there. She actually was mocking them, too, about the type yeah. of language they were so using. She does have one good laugh line, and, and that is this line that the NDP establishment has been circulating, that this is a, a hostile takeover by members of the Green Party, that members of the Green Party, including executives and former candidates and all of that, are giving up their Green memberships and joining the NDP to take over the party. She says that... The, that that accusation is, frankly, ridiculous and hilarious. And she points out that the Green Party has something in the range of 3,000 to 4,000 members reported. And the NDP, 
before the current leadership race started, had in the range of 11,000. So she says, you know, the New Democrats are out there, the establishment, saying that the party is going to be taking o- taken over by a party that has, you know, they have three, three or four times as many members in the NDP as the Green Party. So they're quaking in their boots and hiding in the cellar over right. the fact that a party that's a third or a quarter of their size is going to take them over. Like mathematically, how do the Greens do that, she's saying. <laughs> it's not a bad line. It's it's pretty funny. And again, it it tells you, you know, when you look at what the New Democrat Party establishment are doing about Apadurai, they've underestimated her consistently. You know, they, first of all, just didn't even consider that she'd be able to pull this off with her with her team. And then they thought, well, we can deal with this thing. You know, we can just swat her aside and she'll go away. She's not going away. Um, and she's making some strong arguments. I mean, another one of the ones she says is, look, most political parties, when they have a leadership race and a whole bunch of people rush to join the party, they're happy with that. That's why parties have leadership races and leave time for the candidates to sign up new members. Most political parties would welcome this. The New Democrats are going, why are you joining our party? You know, what have you you got up your sleeve? What's your hidden agenda, right? And she says what the party's doing, because she's heard lots of reports of this, Simi, is they're phoning up these new members and interrogating them, like suspiciously. Um, what are you doing? What are you up to? Why are you doing this? Right. And she's saying, look, what she's her from her point of view, what she's doing, Simi, is she's attracting people that have let their NDP memberships lapse because they're not happy with the government. She's attracting people that, yes, indeed, did support the Greens and who are now going, hey, this this Abadurai person uh, stands for some of the things I stand for, and maybe I'll give the NDP a try mm. and join them. So what do you think about her message, though, Vaughn? Because her message is not about is not to the general public, first of all. Her message seems very directed at the party, the people who are kind of making the decision about the NDP leadership race. That's true. And it's interesting that another thing she's saying is she's kind of now letting David Eby off the hook. She's seized on something that that Eby said on NW last week, which is that he wants a leadership race. And when he was asked point blank, do you think they should disallow Abedarai, he said, well, then there wouldn't be a leadership race because she's the only other candidate. So she's saying, I agree with Dave, you know, there should be a genuine leadership race and a genuine debate so you're right, Simi. What she's doing is she's pointing fingers at the um, party headquarters, in effect, right. party leadership, and at the back rooms where much intrigue is going on to put pressure on the party leadership and party headquarters and the party executive to disallow the Abadurai candidacy. She's, yeah, she's looking at and to that extent, she's looking at the public. She's saying, look at what the NDP is doing here. The old guard is afraid of change, afraid of all these newcomers that are joining the party. And they're trying to manipulate the system to deny me, uh, Abadurai, or my supporters a right. chance to run. Um, I mean, this is very 
very damaging to the NDP in that sense because it you know it it tells the public there's something pretty suspicious going on here in the back rooms of the governing party yeah, exactly. Okay, so more on that front, but also can we talk quickly about the flu vaccine here too? Yes. Because boy, I've heard, this is like the first time I've heard such discussion and really kind of controversy about the offering of the flu vaccine. Well, the government's messaging on this is very confusing, and I'll just seize on one example because it affects me, and that is seniors and the flu vaccine. So the press release we got yesterday says that the government is offering all seniors and an enhanced flu vaccine for free. That's what it says in the press release. So I went, oh, I'm getting the enhanced flu vaccine for free. My wife, Dale, who reads things more carefully than I do, thankfully she (laughs) proofreads my column, says, no, you didn't read the fine print. She's right. You go down to the fine print of the press release. This is like on page four of a health ministry press release. And what it says is the free vaccine is a trivalent high-dose free vaccine. Trivalent, it's tailored for three strains of the flu. That's the free one. But the the top-of-the-line vaccine, quadrivalent, as in four strains of the flu, that one is only being offered to people in long-term care, First Nations communities, the high-risk people. So... Once again, Simi, we see uh, you can't (laughs) believe the first thing the health ministry tells you about anything. You have to read the fine print. And in this case, folks, if you're a senior and you're out there expecting to get the the top of the line flu vaccine, the one that's highest risk and covers the most bases, you're going to have to pay for that despite what the government said in the press release. That is, you'll pay for it unless you're in that smaller group that's entitled to it. For free. Also, even that smaller group, Vaughn, I know there's been a real rush from people who want to get oh. that flu vaccine, and they're finding it's, the supply is limited and yep. they're missing out sometimes. Yeah, no, look, this government has told us so many times, I've forgotten it, how open and transparent and fantastic and wonderful they are. And yet when you when you actually have to drill down on what the real situation is and availability and all that stuff, uh, it's one of the biggest challenges we face covering this, Simi, is sorting out the BS from the New Democrats and the actual situation. It's another example of the health ministry failing to live up to its own advertising that yeah. tells you what's going on. Don't believe the early part of the press release. Read the fine print. Always read the fine print. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. If you want to weigh in, if you had luck getting the the flu vaccine, the one that you wanted, let me know, simi at cknw.com.